1: Anne Marie Cross.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 139, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says things happen on purpose. your purpose and joining me on today's show is Zachariah Thompson heartbeat strength is the personal brand of Zachariah Thompson and he built that from the adversity of his life-threatening heart condition now offering personal training and lifestyle coaching Zachariah uses his experience and his knowledge to inspire physical and emotional health for his clients focusing on helping them find their purpose and make intentional decisions for a stronger healthier life now Now on today's show, Zachariah is going to share how his advertacy, which was his heart condition, has brought him closer to God and his purpose in life. He's going to talk about how doubt and fear can be good as they need to be present for us to really have faith. And he's also going to talk about overcoming perfectionism and how our imperfections make us perfect and make us the perfect choice for our life to be in purpose and be in purpose in our life. So welcome to the show Zachariah.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I feel like I feel like we might not even have to have the show anymore. That was like the best <laughs> intro in the world.
0: Oh look thank you so much and uh, look I'm really um, pleased that you're joining me today because I think some of the things that we're going to be talking about today someone may be going through a season in their life where they're being challenged by um, a medical condition or something that they've just learned which requires them to take quite a different shift a different focus a different pathway if you will to what they may have had uh, predetermined but through your story and in the moment you will share that Uh, An adversity, adversity, adversity! My goodness, I can't get my word, (laughs) my lips around that one. Um, You've really changed your direction, and now you're helping other people to really find their purpose uh, through that as well. So, just take us back the moment when you discovered that you had a heart condition. What what was happening, and and how did that impact your life, and what was going on at the time?
1: Yeah, so the. I was, uh, I was actually just graduating uh, my undergrad, and I was just getting done uh, with my career. I was a collegiate baseball player, and um, when I was finishing up my senior year, my mother had started going through uh, a bunch of testing uh, for a heart condition uh, that, sh- that she had. She was actually uh, found by my father on the dining room floor uh, without a pulse for about 30 seconds to a minute, and she came back to, uh, by the grace of God. And, yeah. and, uh, after that, she went through a bunch of testing, uh, which prompted the doctors to, to kind of, uh, tell us and inform us that, you know, this is more than likely a, a hereditary thing mm. and that everyone in the family should get tested. So from there, uh, I took a, a gene, uh, test and, uh, found out that I carried the gene that, that could, uh, mutate into the heart condition. Yeah. And from there, went on to uh, instantly getting tested for uh, the heart condition called ARVC. And the doctors had seen enough within three weeks and told me that I needed a defibrillator right away. And um, I remember going through that testing, I was wearing a halter for the three weeks and, and they could... Uh, track my my heart rate and, and how it was reacting to what I was doing throughout mm. my day, and there were some times where they would call me in the middle of the night saying, "Hey, are you okay? You need to go to an emergency room. Your heart rate's like 25 right now." Wow. And there were some times during the middle of the day uh, where my heart rate would be at like 215 or 220, and so I had this big wide range, and and that's what prompted the defibrillator mm. uh, for me to get surgery for that. And uh, the crazy thing about that is, is that in the first three months of me having that defibrillator after the surgery, the defibrillator actually saved my life three times uh, from heart failure. And, uh, And that was the moment, like, those three moments were the biggest, like Mm -hmm. life-changing, mindset-altering moments that I've ever had in my life. And and, and honestly, that whole process was the process that pushed me closer to God. Yes. Um, Before then, you know, I'd be lying if I said I grew up in a religious home. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, I tell people I probably went to church twice in my life Mm-hmm. And those were for funerals yes. um, until I had that happen to me. And, and it was amazing. It just was a, a great realization that, that God's timing was perfect mm-hmm. in my life at that moment mm-hmm. and that I was supposed to do something uh, more meaningful.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Zachariah, What a story! And, and I mean, God really plucked you. He had his thing, his hand on you, and and certainly, sometimes God works that way. So, were your parents were your parents Christians as well? Did had they attended church?
1: Um, uh, my my mother was, my yeah. dad was not. Yeah. Um, and that's where that uh, environment kind of sure. kind of came from. We just we just didn't. Didn't attend church, Um, but growing up, I always had questions and and I was always spiritual, I Mm -hmm. guess I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, I turned to a lot of poetry, um, a lot of uh, books in that sense where I would kind of find meaning from, Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a lot of questions. So, you know, before my heart condition happened, before the surgery, before my life was saved by my device, um, you know, I, I was approaching and, and trying to seek out more mm-hmm. information about God and, and about Jesus and about walking uh, faithfully um, with him and, and with other Christian believers. So yeah. it was almost just like water splashed in my face like that. My life-saving moments were like just, yes. it, it was God screaming, hey, I'm here, I'm with you. Do yeah. something more meaningful with the time that you have. Like, I have a purpose for you.
0: yeah. And I think especially when you think back um, when that happened I mean when you when you're young you think you're invincible you have your whole life in front of you and when you're faced with the realization that there is you need support and and your body as you said there was adversity there and you had a condition it really opens your eyes and you realize just how you know we say as Christian blessed you were that you had that opportunity because some people as you know, don't have that. Had the warning signs not be there through what your mother had gone through, you would maybe never have have known at at all. So what happened at that time? You said you'd had that curiosity. You realised, you know, three times it really was serious. You could have passed away. So what happened? Did you start going to church? Did you... what, what, What sort of things happened to really bring you closer to God?
1: Yeah, so really, I just... I started to kind of recalibrate my own heart and -hmm. and let God kind of speak to me. Mm -hmm. And I honestly didn't go to church right away. And, and it was like this, it was almost this fear of like, I don't belong in church. Like I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And, and so I spent a lot of time by myself just kind of thinking about it, praying about it, um, Mm -hmm. being really authentic to what, uh, to what I thought, uh, I was supposed to have like conversationally with God and and, and Jesus and, and, and that process, the the recalibrating of my heart, uh, redefining what my values were, um, and and trying to measure what I was doing with my life by those values, Mm. all of that kind of pushed me closer to God. And and I remember there was one day where I was having a, a really crappy day and I had heard about a church from a couple of my friends and uh i was just like you know what i I just had a calling like god was pulling me to go to church that day and uh, i walked into that church here in columbus ohio and uh you know i dressed in a non-very traditional church-like manner Mm -hmm. and in like a t-shirt and jeans and, and maybe even a hat pulled down really low i was just so intimidated by the thought of going to church and and i walked in and, and everyone was so welcoming mm-hmm. I, I sat down the music started playing I, w- I was i was digging on the music the music was good mm-hmm. the pastor came out at that time and he was a former athlete as well pretty young very relatable to me and, and what i was going through and the words that he was speaking just pierced my heart mm-hmm. and, and it was it was a moment in time where it was like all right, man, like I, I know I'm supposed to be here at this moment mm-hmm. right now too. And from that moment on, I've gotten really involved with that church and in the mm-hmm. leadership team there. Um, but it was just, it was such an eye-opening thing where it was like, mm-hmm. I belong even in all my imperfection, even in all my self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be here. Like I'm so welcomed here.
0: Yeah. Isn't it a, um, interesting that you should say that and how often people have assumptions and presumptions that, to go to church and be invited, we have to have a certain standard. And as we know, when we're sitting in the, in the pew, no matter how many years we have known Christ and accepted him, none of us, are, you know, further of us from perfection at all. And we are welcome, we are invited, everyone is. And even with, you know, holes in your jeans, it doesn't matter. As, as you, I'm sure you would have realised, come as you are, because... You know, Jesus, uh, there's no judgment at all. Sadly, sometimes from the people in the pews, there can be a bit of judgment. But, uh, you know, I think if we could see past that, the, the love of Christ that he has for us, he wants us in the pews. So... So then you went through and you realised, you know what, I don't have to get to a certain standard, um, I'm alright. And I think here's the thing, when you go to a church, one of the reasons that's so important is really it's the surrounding of other people, like-minded people, to support you. Because as you're going through life, we're going to talk about this in a moment, doubt and fear and isolation can often be where the enemy tries to to trigger us and to say to us you know you shouldn't go you're not good enough that kind of thing so did you really feel that supportive network around you and like-minded people who who really loved Jesus as well was really helpful for you as you continue to to uh to, yeah to, to move forward
1: oh my gosh it was so incredibly helpful uh-uh. it's a it's a church family like it's a it's a extension of, of a family Mm -hmm. and and they embraced me with open arms. And that's really where I started to think about, you know, um, everyone has a story Mm -hmm. and everyone has some sort of adversity that they've been through. And I feel like it's really intentional. Like I Mm -hmm. feel like, uh, a little bit of that is supposed to happen. Like there's this yin and yang, this good and bad, Mm -hmm. um, adversity inevitably happens to everyone. Yes. and and we have the power to really uh, once we understand the, the purpose behind the pain, mm-hmm. we have the power to use that story and inspire so many other people And that's my my church family really kind of brought that out of me mm-hmm. and and that's exactly what heartbeat strength is. that's exactly what my business is where you know' I'm, I'm trying to be as vulnerable as I can. And share my story and share my adversity and, and share what I've learned from it. Because the cool thing about it is it's my story, mm. but I guarantee you someone can learn something from it. And someone's been through something very similar that they can kind of gain some strength and some faith from my mm. words or, or what I've been trying to do and, and the purpose that that my my life is now on mm. uh, that path Um Just to really, really impact other people. Like, that's the mission behind Heartbeat Strength is like, can I use my story as a purpose to impact other people in a positive way? And that's exactly
0: what i'm trying to do yeah i love that because you know any situation particularly one that has us um, having to walk through adversity whatever that may be some for some people it's death of loved ones that really changes their whole approach and what they were planning for their life in your instance you know a heart condition which completely changed your direction and your idea of where your life was heading And so what the perspective changes, doesn't it? The Holy Spirit allows us to change our heart and our perspective to realise, you know what, this isn't the end. This is actually the beginning. Because as you said, you've now got an opportunity to share your story to impact, to inspire, to to uh, plant the seeds of hope and possibility because I, I'm a true believer in that too. No matter what circumstance, no matter what situation, if you have the right perspective, you can still there's still hope and possibility. And I think sometimes people get stuck in that, don't they? They get stuck in their story and one that is of shame and guilt and trauma and they hang on to that and they often will keep that secret because they're so ashamed to share it. But, you know, and I think it's such a good reminder for all of us as Christians who are at church and people around us to be compassionate no matter what the that situation or that story that person's had because, you know, God forgives us all for whatever. When we approach him and, you know, we would use the word repent, but when we turn away from that and we realise what we were doing was not in alignment with what he wants and calls us to be then um yeah we don't have to walk around with that so what would you say to someone that is going through a season in their life that has them uh, doubting that moving forward they have to change their approach and they were hoping but it so much hope into a certain area that they know now that that's just not possible for them what would you say to them if that uh, if they're hearing or listening to you today and they're in that situation that you were in that time yeah
1: i think uh there's a big word that you were sharing in that word's perspective. Yeah. And, and you know, it's how can we take a step back and reframe our mindset mm-hmm. to look at it in a positive way. And, and, and I think where people kind of tend to tend to go down a, a, a self-destruction type of path is they're telling themselves the wrong story mm. and, and they're telling themselves a, a, a negative story. And, and, And what they need to realize is switch the perspective and kind of almost in a selfish way view themselves as really like the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. God fearfully and wonderfully made you. You have a purpose in this world and you can reframe the adversity that just happened to you and use it to your advantage and use it to. What I believe is like the true calling of what Mm. God has put you on this earth to do. I think anytime like something kind of funky happens in your life, it's almost like uh, it's almost like you were steering off path with your mindset or your emotion, your emotional stability or something was awry Mm -hmm. and something happens to kind of wake you up and, and snap you back into perspective or gives you that opportunity to. Um, but just being able to reframe your mind in that way and change the story to a a positive one Mm -hmm. to, uh, to make a a better impact on your life. You, you shared a quote that I often always share with people Mm -hmm. and it's everything hap, or things happen on purpose for your purpose. Yes. And, you know, I, I kind of changed the old saying of everything happens for a reason Mm Mm-hmm. This It kind of means the same thing, yeah. um, but I think this gives it a tremendous amount of value to it, especially putting the word purpose,
0: mm.
1: because each and every one of us has a purpose,
0: Yeah. and
1: it makes so much more sense to try and figure out. Um, the adversity mm-hmm. playing into the purpose, rather than just the, the old saying, of, oh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Can we give it more value? Oh, absolutely. Rephrase?
0: Absolutely. And, and um, you know, I think in, this is becoming more and more apparent as I'm interviewing people who have gone through adversity, who have gone through challenges, real challenges that have them um, question, you know, their identity, how do I move forward? And once they're able to shift through that and realise that this is not a full stop um, but rather it's a pause because it's the decisions that you make and the actions that you take to move you forward and that we know as Christians we don't have to rely on our own strength to do that. We can lean on Jesus, our weaknesses become strengths in, in him and through him um, that the possibilities can absolutely open up to the point that we can use that learning and that growth and the shaping of our character to now be able to speak truth, hope, possibility into many other people's lives who are struggling. We've got technology such as this, where we're able to share our message, you know. So Absolutely. let's talk about doubt and fear, because I love the way that you said it can be good, because a lot of times hearing that is like, can be good? Are you kidding me? We were trying <laughs> to hide away from that, run away from it. But what you say, and I think it's so true often, that they need to be present for us to, to, to have or develop that, that faith, that will just not be shakeable, you know, or under pressure. Speak a bit more about that and maybe how that really showed up for you in your life and situation.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think every big decision that I've made that has worked out really well, Yes. I've had so much doubt and fear behind it. And mm-hmm. I still do, like I'm, I, I'm not, I'm honestly, I was scared to get on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that, that should push you to the edge of fear, I think is a good thing. Like, I think you're supposed to like chase down your fears Mm -hmm. um, because that's what, I think that's what like God is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's what he was doing. Like it it was a big mission, right? Ah. And, and and like, he's chasing, we're chasing down fears because without fear, Mm -hmm. there's no faith. Like if God just like, If he laid everything out, if he laid the plan out, Mm. it would take away all faith.
0: Yeah. And trust in him that everything would also take away trust.
1: It would also take away all fear. Yeah. But like, that's why I'm saying like fear has to be present for faith to be there.
0: Mm. Like
1: if I wasn't scared. I might not have that much to pray
0: about, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, and that's true. That, you know, I, I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves because often we'll go, why, 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 why is this happening? And for some people, you know, it's the... and. It's the the fears, it it is the the trials and the tribulations that really draw us closer to God. And yet there's others who are quite grateful. So I make sure that I'm extremely grateful for the good things because it's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can handle another, another trial, you know, obviously from a humorous point of view, because we know as we grow through them, they are really, as you said, what shapes our character to the point where there are often lessons that we need to learn and build the strength or you know character like resilience uh or turning to him no matter what uh good bad and and of course the in between let's talk about something else that I know many of us can uh sometimes struggle with and that is perfectionism and how our imperfections make us per- uh, the perfect choice for our purpose in life speak more about this
1: yeah so that was my biggest fear of like going to church honestly like mm-hmm. i I was asking myself questions and telling myself, like, you're imperfect. You don't belong. Um, you're, you're not enough. Like, okay. asking myself, am I enough? And, and, and the, the thing about that was when I was ask, asking myself those questions, when I was in that kind of self-talk, mm-hmm. I was kind of blocking God out of my life. And I wasn't receiving God's grace. and I wasn't, I wasn't giving myself any grace either. And really, this idea of, like, God has created everyone. Mm -hmm. Just like we said before, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He created you just as you are. And that includes all your imperfections. Like, your imperfections make you unique. And your uniqueness is very much needed in this world. Mm -hmm. It's what gives you value. It's what makes you... You and, and it, it's what makes you unique against the other person to kind of throw out your your talents and gifts and everything. So so my imperfections, I, I finally came to a realization that I'm imperfect for a reason. I'm imperfect for my purpose, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm imperfect so I can impact people in a better way. Yeah. And and to create this common ground of that I kind of claim to be a uh, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Everything mm-hmm. in my life had to be perfect. I was so scared if I if I wasn't uh, measuring up to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was measuring everything I was doing, everything I was putting out to a perfect 10. And and if I'm doing that, I was failing every single time. Mm-hmm. It's just impossible to reach that perfect 10 status. Yes. But when I once I realized I'm imperfect, and that's okay. I'm just going to be really, really faithful and really, really purposeful about how I use my imperfections and also the strengths Mm. and talents and gifts that God gave me so I can impact people in a positive way. Yeah,
0: yeah. And isn't it interesting uh, that um, you were... you thought that you were imperfect and therefore not really able to go to church. How long did it take you to realize that we're actually all imperfect and everyone that was attending that church was in exactly the same situation? Obviously, different struggles and different challenges in their life, but that we are all imperfect. How soon did you realize that?
1: Man, I I don't know. It was soon. I mean, because... I'm blessed to to belong to a, a church mm-hmm. community that's super vulnerable yes. and shares personal stories, and, and and we get involved in connect groups, and and we mm-hmm. we uh, we just do a really good job of of making sure that everyone understands that idea of like everyone's got their baggage, mm-hmm. everyone has their imperfections, everyone's seen and faced their adversity, and it's just about coming together, living a life walking down a path uh, and, and devoting your life to Christ and, mm-hmm. and and living kind of flipping the script and using that imperfection for your purpose and, and kind of uh, reaching and making a positive impact to a bigger community, kind of creating a ripple effect around, around the, the community yes. to the ends of the earth as much as we can. But, you know, it was, it was soon that I realized that, you know, everyone doesn't have it figured out. Yeah. And, and yeah. I didn't, need to put the pressure on myself to think I needed to have it all figured out either. Mm. I'm the first one to say, like, I will, I will always have doubts. I will always have fears. I will always have, um, some negative self-talk like I'm never going to be perfect and that's okay. Um, but what I can be is, is faithful and, and I can hopefully use my talents and gifts to, to make a bigger impact on the people I can while I'm, well, I have
0: the time I have. Mm, I love that, and I, you know, it's so um, it's so good that you share. You know, the, the fact that you thought that you're imperfect and that you wouldn't be welcome in the church, because I, you know, to me, when I hear that, it's like because I've always gone to church. My parents um, were were Christians too, and their parents before them, so I've never not known to go to church and sort of I was walking through those doors no matter what was it was just what we did but you know for some people I mean how many people are not coming to church even though they feel um, there's this you know inner calling that they want to go to church but they feel imperfect and they think you know people are going to judge me that it's like go to church pick one reach out to people because you are absolutely welcome and there's different churches and different communities and uh, you know find a, a group, find a community that will really support you in in your growth and in, in your faith for sure. Yeah. So sure. Your...
1: Uh, oh, sorry. I think I think a big thing with that is like, I think as a Christian, I don't have to be uh, really preachy. I don't have to be. Um, I don't have to recite scripture. Yes. I don't have to even make the initial invite right away. Mm. Like, I just have to love on people. Like that's, that's what Jesus did. And and he just loved people. Mm. And, and, uh,
0: that's, that's the
1: key. Like, can can you just love on people? Can you show them that you care? Uh, can you really, really intentionally be there for them? And just the thing I pray every day is when I wake up, I want people to see Jesus within me. I want mm-hmm. them to see and and feel the Holy spirit through me. I want to be the vehicle, um, that, that, uh, God has chosen to, to communicate that love. And, uh, and that kind of takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. I don't have to recite scripture. I don't have to, you know, be this, this big preachy guy. Yeah. Can I just love people? Mm-hmm. Can I just make that kind of impact? And then, Hopefully, people see that within me and get drawn to me and ask more questions, exactly.
0: and then I can kind of
1: open up that and, and share that. So with true,
0: them. so true. I think our actions, how we interact with people, our behavior is speak, speaks volumes before we ever get to to speak to people, uh, you know, one on one about Jesus. And so that's such such a great reminder uh, for all of us. You know, engage with people first, show compassion. Um, be you know and and be how Jesus would have been if he would have been speaking to them and uh, yeah that's what we're called to do each and every day and I think that's a fantastic uh, approach and one we should all we should all aim to be so share with us Zachariah a bit more about heartbeat strength and then how can people connect with you and get in touch with you
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like you shared at the beginning, uh, Heartbeat Strength, what I do is I do online personal training and I do in-person personal training here in Columbus, Ohio, Um, but I also do life coaching and I'm right now in the midst of creating online courses, um, just creating a a holistic health and wellness school. Mm -hmm. So really what I'm doing is creating a platform for people to come as they are. And improve in what they need to and want to improve within their health, mm-hmm. really focusing on body, mind and soul. And if you break it down even more, it's physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of view those four things as, as really the four legs of a sturdy, strong table, mm-hmm. you know, one leg is physical, one's mental, one's emotional, one's spiritual. And if one of those is is off or it's weak or it's missing a screw or or something or even cracked as you put stuff on your table you know you're not going to be able to hold a lot you know and and as we talked about adversity happens life happens stress happens can we make sure that those four legs of our self Mm -hmm. is strong so we can support and thrive and live our best life so really that's um what heartbeat strength is just creating avenues for people to, to live their healthiest strongest and best life that they can um, so it's Fantastic. it's an exciting thing it's a growing yeah. thing um, but it's a, it's a pretty cool you so can Google
0: that but what's the web address what's the easiest web address to get to
1: um the the website's heartbeatstrengthcom um, and it's really heartbeat strength among any platform so mm-hmm. Instagram's heartbeat strength. Uh, Facebook is Heartbeat Strength. The, the web address is Heartbeat Strength, so um, you guys can find me there, and uh, I'll be throwing out a, a ton more more content, just kind of like what we, we what we talked about here.
0: Fabulous! Good, good, good. And we'll put all of those links. Uh, For Heartbeat Strength on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 139. Zachariah, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. One of the things that I do for all of my guests at the end of each show is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you too? Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we had today to speak to Zachariah and hear him share his testimony. Father, we just want to praise your name that um, he was able to uh, find out about his heart condition and that now through the medical professionals he's able to uh, live a life where he now gets to inspire and impart um, wisdom and insights to help other people who are also uh, looking to to really improve their, their life in all of those four areas. Father, we just want to continue to ask That you bless the business that he's creating, that uh, you'll get his message out there so that he can inspire so many other people who may be struggling in in a season in their life where they're questioning um, whether they're in adversity with a health condition or maybe even just a challenging situation in their life. Father, when we are in the midst of those challenges, we can so often, with an incorrect perspective, go the wrong way. But as we know, and as Zachariah has really testified today, that uh, through Jesus, through his love, through his forgiveness, there is always hope. There is hope and possibility. And in that adversity may just be, uh, through you, the purpose that you have destined uh, them to really step into and start to, to bring and be that voice, Of hope and possibility just like Zachariah was today. Father we just want to ask this all in the precious name of your son Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I do hope that uh, you realize it was just a conversation um, and what an opportunity it is to hear you share your testimony and uh, just continued blessings for all of the work uh, that you do and thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely thank you so much. God bless. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs podcast, brought to you by be difference changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's be com.